on the train. You must fight to survive. This time, actually, literally, that's that's what the movie's about. People fighting zombies on a train. It's not that deep. <laughs> that's right. For the very first time ever, I watched Train to Busan. <laughs> you ain't scared. Yeah. Things that go bump in the night. Me. Sam B. Shrunken head, broken legs, body parts on the concrete. Cut them up, butcher style, gators in the swamp. Red light, leave them dead, running like a track meet. Scared of nobody, what your motherfuckers want. Believe me when I tell them I'm a boogeyman beast. Leave them slashed from their head to their feet. Pin bricks to the chest of a bitch, well fed. Cooking meat, cannibal, trying to eat. Uh, I got a zombie on me, and you can't harm me. Yeah, who do you, who do, bitch? Drink blood like a vampire without warning. Who do you, who do, bitch? Stand up. Sam B got the thing that go bump in the night. Whoa. Who do you, who do, bitch? Hide your kids, grab your wife, better get out of sight. Who do you, who do, bitch? Let's go. Sam B to Papa Shango, I'm bearing some eggy. Handful of fingertips, toss it. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Clear Tented Classics, the show where I, your host, uh, Jake Ryan Baker. <laughs> wow, I forgot my own intro. Uh, Jake Ryan Baker, watch classic movies for the very first time and give my nostalgia for your opinions on them. And today is not a special episode. It's just me alone in my room. And uh, yeah, I've been putting this off all day. I'm, uh, I've been needing to record it all day. And I've just been putting it off because I hate doing solo episodes because I'm afraid I'm just going to forget how to talk by myself for an hour every time I do it. And then usually it's fine. I have a drink. I talk for roughly an hour and it's fine. Uh, so hopefully it'll be okay today. I want to say you might have heard in the intro, unless you're just frantically skipping forward, that I'm doing Train to Busan. I had teased in a previous episode that I was going to do Over the Garden Wall. Um, first off, I didn't realize that was a show. <laughs> I always thought that was a movie. Uh, it's more like a miniseries. But I watched the first episode and didn't really like it and was like, I'm not going to watch this. And then I was just searching for something horror adjacent to to watch and nothing was grabbing me. It did occur to me that I've pretty much not seen any of like those super scary supernatural movies, mostly because they kind of tend to mess with me. But it does, it did remind me. I was like, I think I need to tackle things like Ringu and The Grudge and uh, like whatever those Conjuring movies are. Like, I've just not seen any of them because they're just so not my jam. But they do feel very influential, especially like Ring. I mean, I was looking at lists of like all-time horror movies and, and Ring was constantly being mentioned. I thought about doing something like The Host, which I will do for the show soon. I need to do more Bong Joon-ho movies, but I had been talk I, I was at a film festival all weekend and at some point Train to Busan came up. I think I was at a bar and we were just talking about movies in general and the subject of zombie movies came up. So of course Train to Busan came up and it was just like a it was like a reminder of oh yeah I like zombie movies and yet there's this one that a lot of people really seem to like and I've never seen it it's it's fairly recent so it's like ooh does it qualify for the show but I mean here's a reality check for you it came out in 2016 which was at this point seven fucking years ago which is Jesus Christ uh, <laughs> so I think it's fine it it's like a pretty I think it was a pretty impactful movie it felt like a moment where people were like oh shit is zombie stuff back uh, I mean it's uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, it's the curse of being alone. Uh, it's fine. Everything's fine. I think that the zombie thing is probably a good thing to talk about. I, growing up, I grew up sort of in the heyday of zombie mania, I would say, where zombies were just a thing, man. There were so many zombie movies being made, and, you know, that was around the time that The Walking Dead started and that was like one of the biggest hit tv shows like of all time and i was so excited to watch it uh spoiler alert i gave up after two seasons uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean i i'm really into zombie stuff 
Uh, the first feature-length script I ever wrote was a zombie movie. I guess a, a good question would be like, oh, Jake, if you like zombie movies so much, like, what are some of your favorites? And I, I feel like my mind is really blanking out right now. I'm going to try, though, to give a couple examples. Because it's, it's like, if I was really into zombies, then what was I into? I think it's kind of tough, right? I made a joke about, I think it was in a Hellraiser episode where I was talking about how I've met a lot of people that call themselves big time werewolf fans. They just love werewolves so much. And yet they say almost every werewolf movie sucks. And I think that's sort of a complicated relationship that I have with a lot of zombie movies where I really, really like the concept of them. It's something I, I wanted to novels essentially that I was working on when I was in high school was a zombie thing. And I think it's because there's just a fantasy of like the world being reset and almost like all rules going out the window, especially if you live a bit of a life of drudgery, I suppose. It's just like, there's some kind of fantasy about balance being erased and being able to build back from that and just fantasizing about having some awesome fort and cool friends and you guys are all badasses and stuff like that but you know in reality someone like me would just get murdered or die immediately and i'd just be part of the shambling horde but i do think there's a few things i could probably pull i i really really like the movie 28 days later that's a favorite of mine i will absolutely go to bat for just night of the living dead i know that's like the og classic almost cliche thing but i mean it's a good fucking movie it's fun to watch it's like also got this weird royalty free limbo thing going on so it's kind of fun you can just throw it in any movie and it doesn't really matter it took me a while to become come around to edgar wright i used to be a bit of an edgar wright skeptic but i do like Shaun of the dead i think it's fun um like there's a movie called life after beth with aubrey plaza it's not really a zombie movie because it's mostly just her that's come back but that's a fun one it's a little bit silly i definitely liked Zombieland when it came out um I, i'm not as hot on it these days but I, definitely when it first came out i was i was like super into it uh this is mildly spoilery uh but i like one cut of the dead but i don't know if that even necessarily qualifies as an actual zombie movie uh do what you will with that information, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other like really obvious ones. Planet Terror, I think, is technically a zombie movie. I I'm a, I'm a fan of that one for sure. Uh, I will. Pr it's been a long time since I've watched it, so I don't know if it holds up. But uh, I guess I guess you know I, I mentioned Night of the Living Dead. It's probably worth mentioning that I've never really watched the original Dawn of the Dead, and I've not watched Day of the Dead. But I have seen the Dawn of the Dead remake, and I remember really liking that when I was younger. I don't know if it holds up. Uh, I've also seen Land of the Dead, ironically, which is a terrible movie, but I kind of like it because the concept is fun. I don't know if there's anything crazy that I'm... Oh, oh yeah. I think one of the big ones, like this might sound kind of weird, but honestly, I think one of the most influential zombie pieces of media that I watched growing up when I was younger was an anime called high school of the dead. It only got 12 episodes and it makes me so sad because I love that show. I'd probably, I, I don't really believe in the term guilty pleasure, but I mean, it's, it's an anime where somebody shoots a bullet and a girl's boobs are like flopping up and down. So it like goes in between her boobs somehow. Uh, I mean, that's the level of show we're dealing with, but I really liked it. It was heavily influential on me and a couple friends growing up and I could still name pretty much all the characters from it off the top of my head, and I'm forever crushed that it ended after 12 episodes. I think the person that made the manga passed away really randomly, unfortunately. I don't know. That seems like so ripe for a comeback, though. Uh, just was like That was like the ultimate fantasy show, where it's like imagining being in high school, and I was in high school at the time, and, and like you and your buddies are just the ones that survive because you're just awesome, and you've all got like certain skills, and... I don't know. And, and you know, uh, Walking Dead, I did watch a little bit. I'm sure there's tons of things I'm forgetting. I've watched like my fair share of, of crap as well. There's just a lot of shitty zombie movies. There's a lot of like, I think there's a lot of conversation about, oh, zombies aren't, don't count unless they're the shambling walking kind. And if they run, they're not real zombies. I don't really give a shit about that kind of stuff. You 
if you listen to my Hellraiser episode, I joked about how there's no rules when it comes to vampires. There's no rules when it comes to werewolves. There's no rules when it comes to zombies. Like, we understand the basic concept of a zombie. It's fine. Don't. I just don't get the people that are like big sticklers about it. I just think it's kind of silly. I guess video games obviously uh, are worth a shout as well. Things like, uh, uh, pff, uh, why, why am I forgetting the name of the Left 4 Dead? I played a lot of Left 4 Dead. So the, the, the reason that came to mind is like there's all sorts of like special zombies, which I think is like a really fun concept. I mean, there's a, I, I played a lot of zombie video games uh, growing up as well. And that's just, I mean, it's perfect video game fodder. You just have endless enemies and you're running around. And I don't know, it's just like, it, it sounds morbid, but I think people, I have a feeling people understand what I mean when I say like, it's just kind of fun to imagine that world sometimes. And it's just a genre that I really like, that I'm really drawn to. I'm not as into it as I used to be. They certainly not quite in its heyday anymore. I, I feel like we go through phases where it's like vampires are in vogue. Now zombies are in vogue. and now werewolves are in vogue and stuff, but uh, will we see the the revoguing of zombies? I don't know. There is actually another anime that came out recently called Zom 100 that I think is quite popular, and I watched a couple episodes of and liked. Uh, so, so maybe zombies are back. I don't know. Uh, it feels like Train to Busan tried to kind of bring them back, but I don't think the zombie thing is necessarily what makes Train to Busan work. I think it's more just like it's really competently made and. You like the characters, and uh, there is like an emotional core to it, in addition to the fun set pieces. So it's just pretty good. And that's my review of Train to Busan. Thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> Wouldn't that be sweet? What, what if we were just out of here in 11 minutes? That'd be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> no, but I guess it's like, uh, I feel like I've exhausted the zombie topic. Okay, you guys, you guys get where I'm coming from. I like them. I'm a zombie fan. I uh, honestly watching this movie made me it kind of reinvigorated my my zombie love. It's just a it's just a good monster. I think we've reached the point where, yes, I want to see more creative stuff and I still want to see people coming up with unique things. But we've really developed like a fun cachet of monsters that are just they're just there's a reason why they stick around. It, it's terrifying to think like humans are all around us and it's just like certain monsters represent certain metaphors so well and zombie movies at least the ones that mostly get it right have always been more about the people than the zombies the zombies just serve as this ancillary thing that's a threat and it's scary of course like there's so many scenes in this movie where i was like yep would have died there would have died there terrifying <laughs> but you know, uh, ultimately, who's really evil in the movie? It, it's the it's the people that don't help each other, and the main character's journey is all about learning not to be selfish and stuff. And it's really cute in a way, even though it's quite sad by the end. Spoilers, uh, <laughs> but you know, Walking Dead was always about the human drama. I just think you know, uh, part of the reason I love Dawn of the Dead so much, the remake, and I probably would like the original, is just like what a fun fantasy to be trapped in a mall. And just be able to be loose in a mall. Like, obviously, you don't want that to be your life for the rest of your life. But there's a part of you that indulges in the thought of, like, what if I could just be loose in a mall for a couple of days to do whatever I wanted? It'd be kind of fun. Uh, and and, and I, the, I think the medium really translates that. So I don't know. Uh, I think I remember, it's like my D&D group. I asked them, would you rather be in a nuclear apocalypse or a zombie apocalypse? And I can't remember what the consensus was on that. I feel like most of them just said I'd rather be dead than either, which is respectable <laughs> for sure. Uh, I think I would take zombie apocalypse probably. Nuclear just seems brutal, uh, and it just seems like everything's going to be wiped out. And uh, Whereas a zombie apocalypse, obviously there's an always present danger, which is scary, but it feels like our resources aren't as wiped out. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> put your votes in at home. Send them to clearattendantclassics at gmail.com. Tell me which apocalypse you'd rather be in. Because <laughs> it certainly seems that uh, one thing I like about Train to Busan is it's quite contained. But when you zoom out, certainly it seems as though the this is definitely not a contained thing. It's hitting at least Korea. Presumably there's outbreak. I mean, we learned through... I think coronavirus pretty easily that nothing can be contained and it always spreads, which is, you know, terrifying. 
<laughs> but I don't know. It's uh, just the way the way it works. It is funny watching Train to Busan post COVID and post quarantine and stuff. There's like there's just lots of moments in the movie where I was just like having this weird disjointed thing where I was like, why does this feel so weird? I'm like, oh yeah, because this is like everything seems like a COVID metaphor now. <laughs> you just can't help but see it as a COVID metaphor, which like not that that's necessarily what this is going for, but it's just like if a mass thing sweeps a large group of people, eh, we've all been permanently scarred by COVID, I think. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's, uh, there's that aspect to it for sure. But yeah, I don't really have much front porching to do about the movie itself. I was hyper aware it was a zombie movie, it being called Train to Busan. I assumed a lot of it took place on a train, apparently assumed correctly. I Maybe this is not great of me. I'm really not going to get that deep into the director and the actors. I've covered a handful of Korean movies on this show, and I've just, I've, I've just slowly realized that my pronunciation of Korean names is, is dog shit. I clearly need to go take a class or something. There's really not any actors in this that I recognized. I believe the lead, the dad, the father character, uh, he's in Squid Game, so I've technically seen him in something, but for the most part, I really haven't seen them in much, so I don't really have much commentary as far as they go as actors. I have not seen any of the director's other works. Apparently he made like a, I don't know if it's a spiritual sequel or an actual sequel to the film called Peninsula, um, but I haven't seen that, obviously. <laughs> um, it seemed like it kind of came out to People seem a little excited because they like Train to Busan, but then it was like after it came out, it didn't get rave reviews, and so it just kind of came and went, unfortunately. I do think it's really well-directed, well-shot. I think the acting performances are, are pretty dang good. I just don't, uh, yeah, I don't know them by name, to be honest with you. I can't play the Rorschach test. I can't really, I, well, they don't really say a lot of people's names in the movie either it's like his his daughter like suan was about the only name that i felt like was said repeatedly other than that it was like i i wasn't really putting names to faces i just was like and in credit to the movie they do a great job of just making everybody look really distinct and i was able to differentiate the characters no problem and so uh while i talk about the movie i'm just going to talk about them uh, as i sort of thought of them in the movie as <laughs> like dad daughter pregnant woman awesome big husband of pregnant woman uh cool baseball kid and his girlfriend and shitty rich businessman and that's about it other than like maybe the train conductor uh as far as characters that we're going to be following but i mean i guess we should just get into it when i do these solo episodes it's probably better that i go through the movie sort of chronologically because otherwise i just i don't know like the, I think the more free flowing conversations work better if I have a guest because we can just hop from topic to topic. But when I'm alone, I need some sort of guardrail to keep me from going completely off topic. So let's let's just let's go through the movie. Plus, it's like a fun action movie to talk about the set pieces. So I think that's appropriate. So we get sort of a cold open of there's like a roadway blockage and. There's sort of a frustrated farmer guy. He hits a deer. After he drives away, the deer gets back up. Dun, 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 zombie deer. I don't know if this virus started in animals and was spread to humans. Uh, it's not really touched upon. Cold, But, I mean, it's it's a zombie movie, a little cold open. I mean, the movie doesn't overstay its wel welcome. It's like a pretty nice, tight. 90-ish minute movie so I'm not I'm not complaining but I mean as far as like cold opens go it's just uh I don't know it's fine I guess <laughs> didn't didn't really didn't really notch very high on the old uh all-time list or anything but it, it's fine the we quickly established that something eerie is going on and I think you kind of need to do that with a movie like this it's uh one of those things where the zombie stuff doesn't happen until like 25 minutes into the movie. And if your audience is coming for your zombie movie, 
you have to sort of give them just a little bit of tidbit like oh don't worry we were doing the character stuff but some crazy shit's gonna happen and i mean credit to the movie one stuff jumps off it really jumps off in a way that i was not expecting uh i myself like having to be patient i guess in a movie i honestly could have cut this cold open and been fine it's like we all know what movie we came to see i don't need you to like tell me oh don't worry there's gonna be zombies uh, look at this deer uh but i mean it's, it's fine it's really i don't know why i'm hard I, I literally was like i'm not gonna harp on the scene and now i'm harping on the scene i just i think personally i just get a little tired of how impatient people can be thankfully I, i'll give this i'll give the movie credit it's not one of those scenes where you see something that happens later in the movie and it's like wow how did we end up here it's you know picking off picking off picking up in present day and just sort of continuing forward so credit for that but it's just sort of uh endemic of modern audiences where it's like oh you got to give them a little taste uh where it's they can't be patient they have to know the zombies are coming uh it's i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm spending way too too much thought on it it's just it's fine this is how you open a zombie movie you tease that zombie stuff is happening. <laughs> it's probably what I would do too. Uh, but you know, we get the human stuff first. We got to establish our characters so that we can give a shit while they're in peril, which is what a good movie does. <laughs> and again, a credit to the movie. I, I found myself caring about the characters and you don't get that if you don't build up a little bit with their characters. And so we meet dad. He's, he's businessman. I think he works in like funds or hedge funds or, or something, but also they have something to do with acquiring companies in some capacity. Cause there's a scene later in the movie where one of his coworkers or subordinates is like, is this our fault? Did we cause the zombie apocalypse? And so clearly they, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a hint that they were cutting corners and, but I don't think they were, I don't know. It's weird. I'm not going to get into the business stuff, but it really is just sort of a general he's he works a lot and he's got a daughter at home and he's he's not very good at being a dad because he's always working uh he seems to be divorced i think he literally i don't know if the subtitles are fucky or if it's just what the deal is but there's a couple times when he's trying to call his ex-wife in the phone subtitle of like what the text on the screen is says ex-wife i'm like that's a wild thing to share somebody uh, uh, to, to store somebody in your phone as is just ex-wife so I, I have a feeling it's the subtitles being weird or that's really funny and on the nose uh but uh, interesting I, I don't know much about the landscape of uh custody in korea but interesting to see the workaholic dad is the one who seems to have major custody of the child and so there's a lot of there's a the the big strife is basically like he's divorced his daughter really wants to see the mother he's never around uh his uh the dad's mother the daughter's grandmother lives with them and she seems to sort of almost be sort of the main caretaker of the kid uh you know you find some it's some it's some like kind of cliche shit but it it still works because it's just one of those things where it's just it's well shot and well done and well acted to the point where even though the dad missed the recital and she was practicing just to sing to him and the, the grandma's like, you really should care more about the kid. It's more important than your job, even though we live in this fancy house only because you have this ritzy job. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like every movie's about maybe I shouldn't business so much. Maybe I should family more. And it's like, well, you know, uh, unfortunately the way the world works now is like, you kind of have to business to even live. So where are we even at at this point? But it's, it's fine. But I, I don't know that there's a part of me that was like, oh, wow, he's not around for his daughter as much as he should be. And he needs to be better. But I, I didn't really mind it. Cause it's like, you know, I'm strapping in for a fun action zombie movie. I don't, I, it doesn't need to be that deep and that complicated. I think it's actually pretty useful to use sort of like shortcut type stuff. It's like, we get it. We've seen the estranged father thing kind of interesting that he has custody. Uh, you almost could see this as more of a, he gets to have the daughter for the weekend and has to sort of, he's thrown into this crazy situation when normally he wouldn't even be with his daughter. Interesting. That it's kind of flipped in that 
the reason they get into the situation is because the daughter keeps asking to see the mom and he finally is just like, fuck it, we'll take the train in the morning and go see mom. It's fine. Uh, so it, it, it is a little bit different. Get a scene where he's like watching the video camera of his daughter trying to sing and she kind of face plants and forgets the song and her class laughs at her, which is kind of fucked. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, guys, like a little more of a support system, please. But he tries to kind of trick her into saying he was there. He's like, I'm always watching. I think she kind of sniffs him out. Uh, the daughter is a classic, uh, a little too smart for what age she is, but it's fine because it's a movie type situation. <laughs> she's fine. She, she's a really good actor and really cute, which you kind of need for this movie. It's just like, she's got to be adorable so that every time she's in peril, we're like, no, not the cute kid. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, the dad's like, fine, fuck it. We'll just, we'll go see the mom. We'll get on a train. I'll take you to her. The daughter's even like, she's like fucking six. And she's like, I'll get on a train by myself. And thankfully the dad's like, I mean, come on. I'm not that big of a piece of shit. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll take you. It's fine. Uh, it, honestly, kind of credit to him because it, it's like the ass crack of Dawn when he's driving her to the train because he's clearly doing it before he needs the business for the day. Uh, he's like almost nodding off in the car. We see sort of hints of like, oh, there's some like crazy shit going on like military vehicles and ambulances flying around. Wow. Uh, but things haven't gotten so fucked that the trains are down yet. So they're able to get on the train. And this is sort of where we get our, you know, we're getting little vignettes here where we're slowly meeting all the people that we're going to be dealing with for the rest of the movie. And it's one of those things where like, I think even a casual movie going audience understands like film language at this point where we see a baseball team and we're kind of, mostly focusing on this one kid and the girl who is into him and he's kind of sheepish about it. And then we see this older buff guy who's standing outside the bathroom and he interacts with the daughter. And later we meet his wife who's pregnant. Oh my God, a, a pregnant woman in a zombie apocalypse. How, I mean, talk about stakes, you know, it's, it just, it's like good classic shit. Uh, we, I'm trying to think, is there anybody that I skipped over? There's like a, you get sort of a fake out where there's like a really funny moment where someone that's been bitten by one of the zombies runs on the train right past this oblivious conductor. Uh, sound in this movie seems to be very choosy. It's like the Foley is extremely loud in every scene, but sometimes depending on whether it's convenient for a character to hear it, they don't hear it. Uh, not a big complaint, but it's like if you were standing outside a door and someone ran past you like that woman runs past the guy you would feel it and hear it and i said that as a half deaf guy but he just kind of doesn't see it it's a little absurd but it's not a big deal it's not a big deal uh, <laughs> uh and so we get our infected our infected agent on the train and we see her later like talking to herself and clearly transforming and but we get a fake out where they open a different bathroom door and we think it's going to be the zombie but actually it's this like I don't know if he's like actually a houseless guy or what's going on with him, but it's just like sort of a really weird disheveled older guy in like a military looking jacket, which is sort of like classic uh, houseless attire for movies, I would say. Uh, probably because uh, unfortunately we all, uh, a lot of us let our veterans just kind of drift uh, and it's not great, <laughs> but I don't think this movie's necessarily making a commentary on that. It's just very like he's whispering like, he clearly saw some zombie shit and snuck on the train. Uh, so he's kind of hip to something's going on, but he's like, I don't know, broke. It's a weird character. Honestly, throughout the whole movie, I, I kept being surprised he was still alive. Kept wondering what, where, where it was going. And then it kind of goes somewhere, but not really. He, he certainly doesn't get much of, of a character development. I'll say that he's just kind of around for the most part, but yeah. So we meet him. Uh, I think, rich mean businessman is is established at some point there's there's like one particular character he's like an older guy and he's clearly like rich and privileged and like the ceo of whatever and he's essentially gonna kind of be our villain for the movie again i talked about how zombie movies are not necessarily about the zombies it's more about the humans uh there's like this rich evil man who is uh, surprise like i mean i have notes towards the end of this movie that's just like holy shit this guy is wreaking so much havoc it's unbelievable 
by the end of the movie, he basically has ruined almost every single person in the movie's lives uh, just by being a selfish prick. And (laughs) it's just kind of wild. I just, my notes were just like, wow, okay, so he did this. Oh, wow, okay, so he's responsible for this now. Oh, oh, wow, we're still going. We're still going with this guy. Uh, I don't know when he gets established, but he's around. But I mentioned at the top, like, our main characters who matter. Uh, we, we see a couple, like, I don't know what you call them when they're sort of like the train version of flight attendants, the attendants in general, I guess. We meet a couple of them, but they're going to get murked. Uh, most of them are going to get murked pretty quickly other than one guy who doesn't do anything character-wise other than kind of bend to the rich guy's will, but and then he gets killed. (laughs) Uh, Spoilers for this movie. I mean, spoilers in general, I'm going to spoil everything, but uh, it's, it's easy to forget sometimes in movies like these where I'm so used to kid gloves and everybody it works out for everybody in the end i was a little surprised that as many people went down in this film as as they did the two people that live are the really obvious like yeah that's who kind of had to live uh but honestly even at the end i was like oh are we are we gonna not the living dead this thing or are we just is it gonna be fully bleak and it's one of those moments where i'm a little conflicted where i'm like I almost would have appreciated them having the guts to go that far, but when you watch a movie like this, you kind of you need a little you need you need a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, uh, and that is kind of a pun based on how the movie ends. But it just can't be a, a movie like this. It's too it's too poppy to have such a bleak ending. I think. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think they made the right choice, uh, <laughs> in the end by not killing a child and a pregnant woman. But at the same time, I was like, you know, credit to the movie. They were so cavalier and offing off characters that I was enjoying that. I was like, oh shit, are they going to actually do this? So that's kind of a fun headspace to be in while you're watching a film. I feel like I've skipped to the ending already, but <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I'm realizing I should probably pay more attention to my notes when I'm doing these episodes. Uh, I mean, I just watched the movie last night, so it's pretty fresh. But there's a really great moment where they open the door and I I was talking about, oh, I don't remember how they established the rich guy, but he's and they don't even say he's rich. I mean, I'm just I'm calling him the rich guy. You guys know I'm talking about the villain, the piece of shit guy that corrals everybody together to go against everybody else. You know, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm saying? But he says to the daughter something along the lines of like, make sure you stay in school so you don't end up like that. And she hits him with, uh, my mom says people who say that are pieces of shit. And I was like, oh, I really enjoy that as an exchange. It it, it just colors so much where you're like, this guy's a piece of shit. She's clever. Her mom seems kind of cool for saying that. And, but I mean, the big thing at the beginning here is she's wandering around trying to find a bathroom to, to use. Meanwhile, we're cutting back and forth between zombie stuffs getting ready to jump off. So we're like, oh shit, the daughter's just roaming from train to train. I will say one thing this movie is a little bit fucky with. I feel like on the page, the geographical logic of everything that's happening probably made sense to them. But sometimes it's really hard to follow what's happening. I don't understand how many cars this little girl has gone through. I don't understand where the zombie stuff's happening. I don't know if it, if it's a thing where, I mean, here in America, we don't really have significant train systems other than like places like New York have like a subway system, but even that's very small. It's not like city to city transit, like what this is or like what Japan has. And so I don't, we I don't really understand the concept of a bullet train. And it's kind of funny to watch this and really have no place of reverence for what's going on, but it makes sense as like a concept where it's like you're trapped in this metal thing and it's very narrow and it's hard to avoid the zombies and they're going to somehow make it compelling for 90 minutes. And and they do (laughs) and they do. But uh, my next note just says, wow, this shit jumps off quick. And, and it does. It's like the girl transforms. There's like a, an attendant who's trying to tend to her. She jumps up, bites the attendant. And they pretty quickly established that the logic of, because 
every time you have a zombie movie, you have to establish the logic of the zombies. And in this world, if you get bit, you turn fucking fast. Uh, like one little rip, and it's like veins are popping out, and your eyes go white. Weird choice to make the eyes go white when the zombies seem to be incredibly sense-based. It, it gets established a little bit later in the movie, but they seem to primarily attack based on sight, and then they go after stuff they hear sort of secondarily. Uh, white eyes seems like a weird choice when your zombies are sight-based, but I digress. It, it, it's a good look. Um, it should be said that the zombie stuff is really cool. Everybody moves in a really fun way. They clearly found good actors to do some of the main zombies where they're all contorting and moving weird. And I, I did some Googling and it was kind of in, inconclusive, but I have to assume they were doing some kind of fuckery with the frame rate as far as some of the zombies go, because they just are moving in a unnatural way that's not just oh they found people that can move really fast or do all these things it feels like it was shot at like a higher frame rate and there's like a weird jitteriness to their movement where it's being sped up i don't know would you shoot that as a higher frame rate or would you i guess you must have to i don't know what camera tricks they use but there's mo there's a lot of moments in the movie where people are just moving unnaturally fast it's not like crazy where they're like zipping around like a, like a vampire movie where they're going from one side of the room to the next instantly, but they're just a little too fast. Like either frames are being cut out or things are being sped up just a little bit. It looks a little weird and a little bit janky occasionally. There, there's a couple moments in the movie where the zombies get so clustered that they form like a giant pile and they all kind of tumble over each other. And I'm just like, I will say, uh, this movie, physics is not this movie's main concern. There's a couple scenes where Big Daddy, who I'm going to dub the husband of the pregnant woman because he's awesome, he he punches a lot of zombies. And I'm just like, you know, realistically, if you want to be that guy, I don't think you can punch that many people. And your 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 fists would be literally just like, bags of meat with bones sloshing around in them by the end of that you you can't you just you simply cannot punch that many people in the face and just walk away like nothing happened even if you are a big daddy but i don't i mean again i don't have a problem with it this this movie kind of establishes that physics is not the main concern of what's going on this is a pretty over the top movie I definitely would say it. I, I, you know, I'm trying to cover horror movies for October and it certainly falls into horror, but it certainly leans really heavily on action as well. Uh, honestly, most of the horror comes from just if you're the kind of person that can put yourself in the scenarios that the characters are in, where if I was in a train car and uh, zombies are fun because, and, and it's kind of established in, in this one that if you just catch one bite, you're fucked. And so every time you're, hitting one or wrestling with one there's just always a chance that it could happen and it just is really scary it's interesting to imagine like being in a train station and running and all all that has to happen is you either trip or one catches up to you and then you're just they're on you they pounce on you like a puma uh, as uh greg davis would say on taskmaster which i've been watching a lot <laughs> i'll be on you like a puma uh, but <laughs> it, it, it's like the, the bite thing is scary. So it makes, it just adds a tenseness to every single time someone even grapples or gets near a zombie. Cause you're like, Oh, 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 are they going to get bit? And then sometimes it's like, well, they would have gotten bit or scratched realistically, but the movie doesn't want them to yet. So they just don't, <laughs> but I'm not really going to hold their feet to the fire as far as that goes. But there's just a lot of things. Things get crazy really fast because of how quickly people turn into zombies. The baseball team gets ravaged. Honestly, I don't even understand how the one baseball kid and his girlfriend and a couple of his bros even made it out. They don't really do a good job of establishing how they survived that whole ordeal. But pretty much the entire train, except for like a couple dozen people, get turned and. Of course, all the characters we've met are alive because, I mean, 
why bother establishing them if you're just going to kill them that quickly? But, <laughs> uh, like, they, they get through the train, they manage to get around, and we stop at our first station, and they are told to offload, but things have not gone well at the station. The military's all been completely turned, so they have to sort of all retreat back to the train, and they get sort of, I think they get sort of separated at this point where some of them get on certain doors and I think the daughter ends up with the pregnant woman. Oh, there is like a pair of older ladies that are sisters that are established at one point. That's worth establishing. Uh, they get separated. Uh, the dad, the baseball kid and, and big daddy are all together. I think at this point and, but they've been separated from their significant others. And then also there's like a big group at the front of the train that's sort of trying to, you know, hold everything off and and they're like we're we're fine here uh, i think the girlfriend of the baseball player is in that group and then one of the older sisters is but everybody else has been separated i think our uh there's a pretty close call with the houseless guy but he he manages to get out um i guess it's worth mentioning too that there's a couple moments where the dad could help out and he's kind of taking his and his daughter's preservation over helping anyone and she chastises him at one point that's going to be sort of our arc of the movie is him making selfish choices because at the station he got information like oh go off this way don't go this way it's bad and he doesn't tell anybody else because he's being selfish and his daughter's not very happy about it because she's sort of made fast friends with big daddy and the pregnant woman uh but everywhere is fucked anyway so it's all fucked but our, our main character the dad is he's going to learn to help people more and that's going to be sort of his journey of, of uh, being selfless and being a good guy and caring about others instead of business. <laughs> but yeah, I think that I, I think that, yeah, our, our three guys, they sort of have to team up and we had a pretty long sequence of we're establishing zombie logic when it's dark, they can't see, they use sounds to trick them, but we get like a really long sequence of them like fighting through multiple train cars of zombies it, it's fun stuff that we, we we see the baseball team and the baseball kid can't bring himself to fight any of them but the darkness m makes it so they can sneak through eventually they reunite with the daughter and the pregnant woman and the older lady and so all of them are together but they still have a couple more train cars to go through to get to the rest of the group and they they do fight their way there but as they're on their way there the big group they've been sort of corralled by the rich man and he's told them to block off the door so that they can't get through. And so Big Daddy is holding all the zombies off, but because they can't get through, he has to hold them off way longer than he can. He gets bit. Our first big shock of the movie. I was uh, I was not excited that he was going to go down first because he was just uh, like like if you guys don't know if you like just to clarify like the husband of the pregnant woman who's wearing like this awesome blue jacket. He's like this big buff dude. He's just awesome. He's got like a couple fun moments of dialogue where he's acting cool. And uh, uh, the, the, the main character dad guy, he almost locks them out, but he, he saves them in the, at the last second. So they've got kind of a bit of a beef going on too, but uh, big daddy gets bit and he realizes it's the end for him. And so, He's going to hold off the horde while everybody else escapes and they have to try to burst through the door, which the rest of the group is blocked off because the rich guy's like, don't let them through. They could have been bit. Fuck them. We have to preserve ourselves. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty shitty. You know, we're, we're on the, we're on the one group side. So we're all mad that they've blocked the door off and stuff. And it's essentially the rich guy's fault that the, that big daddy gets bit cool moment where big daddy's like holding him off and starting to transform but he's trying to hold on and everybody else manages to get through but as soon as they're through the rich guy sort of corrals everybody into being like no we can't let them in don't let them stay with us this is one of my funny probably the funniest moments of the movie where so pretty much all the characters that we care about have been grouped up and deemed like unworthy of the main train car and so the big punishment, and, and everyone's like devastated by this, essentially. Oh, also worth mentioning, for some fucking reason, as they're like finally getting through into the safe car, the group, the one of the older sisters is just kind of slouched against the wall. 
And instead of moving, she just kind of makes eye contact with her older sister and gets eaten by the zombies. I don't know why she didn't move. It's really confusing. There's some like, there's some choices that this movie makes that I'm like, okay, I don't really know how you're justifying that, but whatever. The other older sister sees it happen. And so she, she's like stunned. And meanwhile, everybody else that's left, the dad, the pregnant woman, the daughter, the baseball guy and his girlfriend, and then I think the houseless guy, all of them, everyone's yelling at them, like, get out of our train. And so their thing is to send them to the next car, which is incredibly safe and does not have a horde of zombies knocking on the door. And so they're exiled over there. And as soon as that happened, I was like, well... I could see where this is going, although I didn't I didn't count on the extra twist they had, but they spend all their time like locking up the door with shirts so that the group that's fine can't get through to them and they do nothing to shore up the door that the zombies are beating down. Uh the older sister is so devastated by what happened that she wanders over and opens the door purposely and just lets all the zombies in to kill all the people that we're sort of rioting to let all of our heroes get kicked out. And so pretty much everyone eats it except for the rich guy and one of the attendants of the train. We'll find out later they hid in the bathroom together. But it's just very funny that all of our main characters just can hear everybody in the other train just getting mauled. And I was like, what is this was insane. I, I just was like, it was clear the movie felt like it needed to do this. But logistically, I just don't know how you justify it's like you leave the the group you think is infected in this car and move to the next one. I don't understand what's going on, but essentially we kill off every other character that doesn't matter, and we're left with only characters we've pretty much met and spent time with. We get to there's some good stuff with the dad and the daughter. She's talking to him. She says a thing like, "I learned that song to sing it to you," and he says like, "You know, he promises never to leave her, so we can have a really nice setup for." how tragic the ending's going to be. Uh, I, I should mention that uh, best boy, Big Daddy, him and the wife are having trouble coming up with a name for the kid. He yells out a name for the kid as he's dying, and so she's got that going on. I mean, she's got a lot going on. Her fucking husband was killed in front of her today. Not a good time. Uh, everybody's kind of going through it. The conductor is still alive. He's driving the train, but of course... Uh, because the zombie apocalypse is happening, the tracks aren't exactly as clear as they could be, so they end up in this train station, and he's like, we gotta switch trains, everybody get off, and we'll figure this out. The conductor decides, fuck the group, and runs off on his own. Somehow it works out, and he finds another just solo working train, gets that going. Our main characters are trying to flee, but some like crazy shit happens where another train is coming, and it derails and knocks over another train, a uh, baseball couple gets separated, uh, whereas we're just left with uh, dad, houseless guy, daughter, and pregnant woman. They're separated. They're all running around. Rich guy and the attendant that he's with are left. The rich guy sacrifices the attendant to the zombies so that he can get away. And then as he's... So he kills this attendant. And then, yeah, my note here says, rich guy, pure piece of shit. As he's running, he runs into the baseball couple, who I think try to help him. And then he immediately sacrifices the girlfriend of the zombies to get away. So she gets bit. And then the kid is holding her. And they have like kind of a tragic moment where he's crying over her. And she turns and starts biting him. So I was like, okay, so they're just fucking dead now. Jesus Christ. And then we follow the rich guy for a while. And he sees the train conductor with his solo train. Train conductor tries to help him. Rich guy fucking sacrifices him too. Train conductor goes down. Rich guy jumps on the train. After a big scuffle, I was like, this guy is unbelievable. This guy's body count in the movie is is wild. Uh, I just couldn't believe how many people went down because of the rich guy. It's kind of funny. Uh, but our, our, our leftover main characters, they're sort of like buried under this train in this like underground section. And they're trying to scoot along. And then these zombies burst through. And then somehow, for some reason, the houseless guy who was like super scared and nervous the whole movie decides to be a hero and saves everybody. So all we've got left living at this point is dad, daughter, pregnant woman, and evil rich guy. Uh, they are, are three good characters. See the train going. They make a run for it. 
somehow this this like seven months pregnant woman is is hoofing it fast enough to make the train there's there's a couple of moments where the speed of things that are happening makes no fucking sense where the big daddy he can't quite catch the train at one point but then he takes the time to pick up a riot shield strap it on and fight zombies and still is somehow able to finally catch up with the train it's a little bizarre uh but everybody gets on the train so cool we've made it there was like a horde of zombies hanging onto the train and slowing it down it's like kind of it's a pretty fun set piece where the dad like stomps on their hands until they finally let go it's like holy shit just the the scale of it is kind of fun even if it looks a little janky because there's definitely some weird cgi stuff going on but they get on the train and i guess the rich guy got bit in the tumble and he's trying to do this thing where he says he's scared and he wants to go home and where his mom lives and the dad says like oh you've been bit you you gotta go but of course they end up tussling and of course the rich guy just can't go down without claiming one more victim he bites the dad on the hand dad throws rich guy off the train but he's been bit we get sort of a tragic him seating the pregnant woman and his daughter and the thing that his daughter's freaking the fuck out. Uh, it's one of those movie moments where they chose to have the daughter freak out in a realistic way, but it makes it infinitely more uncomfortable. Cause you're just like, this is how she would react and just scream and cry, but it's hard to watch. But he, he locks him in, wanders off. He has like a flashback of her being born. Uh, I cry a little bit because I'm an emotional lad and that's what I do. <laughs> I mean, this movie got me to tear up a couple times. It's like a fun, high octane, like emotional thing. And uh, he starts to transform, and then he, a uh, pretty artistic, like shadowy tumble off the back of the train. He's gone. I think at this point, I'm watching the movie like, wow, I'm just kind of, uh, I'm in a bit of a state of like metaphorical shock as to just, I couldn't believe how many people they killed off. Uh, they kill almost everybody off except like the two really obvious probably don't touch these two but everybody else that we like died big daddy's dead i like the baseball kid i wanted to i wanted to see more of his relationship with this girl who was kind of spurning but she was like aggressively into him i think there's a lot of fun stuff going on there the dad he has a full character arc of like saving people and sacrificing himself so i guess he's reached the end of his journey but it's like well I don't know. You want to see him like be with his daughter and be a better dad. So it's sad that he dies, but in a good way and in, in like a properly heart wrenching way. Uh, the pregnant woman has now acquired a second child that she did not bargain for, but thankfully she's a saint and I'm sure it'll be fine. But they're wandering through the train yard. They like sort of reach Busan, I think, but they, they do hit like a, a wreckage. They wander through some bodies and they're going through this tunnel. We see the military and they line them up and they can't confirm whether they're zombies or not. And they're actually like about to headshot the pregnant woman. And I'm, and I'm sat there like, holy shit, they can't do this. Like, can they? Oh, they might. They've been pretty brutal. And it's like a fun moment of tension. And then the daughter, she starts singing the song that she prepared for her dad at the recital. And it's like super emotional. And, and I cry again. <laughs> I guess that's what I do. Uh, but the singing sort of like confirms that they're human and the military runs in and gathers them up. I think like literally the last shot of the movie is like the daughter's face and then it just cuts to credits. And I was like, holy shit, that was the movie, huh? Uh, I mean, this movie fucking flies by. It's it's really well paced. It's it's well shot, well acted. I, I had a good time watching it. Uh, the it, It's nice to see a movie like this where with the action and the zombies that there's good character stuff buried in it. And, and amongst all of that, just the metaphor of the world and the zombies and everything overtaking it. And there's, there's a bit of social commentary in there to peel back. And I think if I watched it again, I could probably really dive into some of the social economic aspects of the film that it sort of hints at. It's one of those things where when you watch a movie from a different country, there's maybe some different, politics at play that you don't fully understand but i mean i think i mean watching this movie finally I, I do think i finally understand why people responded to it so strongly because it's just like on a surface level a really fun actiony zombie flick with great set pieces there's all these train car moments and these 
hiding in bathrooms, proper tenseness, proper action, fun moments where they're just beating them back with baseball bats and they've like wrapped tape around their arms and they're punching and kicking and going crazy. And there's zombies filling out the train car and bursting through the windows, leaping on top of a train. Uh, The station where they are all gathered at the stairs and they're running up the stairs and everyone's trying to hit the escalators and going crazy shit and holding doors and trying to lock them and all this stuff. But at the same time, we care about the characters because it takes its time to develop them a little bit and at least establish them so that we care about them. And it's just, yeah, I mean, it's well done. I understand why people talk about this movie now. Do I think it's like this incredible masterpiece? No, I don't. But was it fun to watch something this fun and, and well done? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything specific I need to touch on with the film. I guess I'll glance through my notes really quick and see if there's anything egregious that I missed. But otherwise, I think we've pretty naturally segued to final thoughts and rating. But uh, let's see. What do my notes say? Yeah, my notes are pretty sparse. I I have a cheeky note that says, it's humans that are the real monsters all along. And I think that pertains to the scene where they're being kicked out of the train car because it's very uh like muffled audio while people shout at them type stuff where it's just i don't know i get it it's a stressful situation and who knows how you would react to it being being in a zombie apocalypse and how cognizant you'd be of what was happening but as an audience member even just understanding how quickly all the zombies have been turned it's very funny because the dad like grabs the rich guy. He's like, why would you do that? And he's like, he's a zombie. He's been bit. He's been turned. And it's like, well, everyone else that's been bit in the movie has turned almost immediately. And he's just stood there looking at you. But it's very like, it, it, it's very metaphorical, like human hive mind, group mentality, casting people out, given the father's like main sort of thematic journey of like not being selfish and learning to help people. It feels like the movie's all about just like, caring about your fellow humans and fellow man. And, you know, we're seeing this group not do that. And, you know, they end up paying the price for it where they didn't care that this older lady got killed. It kind of is their fault. And they pay for it when she opens the, when her sister opens the door and sacrifices all of them a little bit crazy, but Hey, Uh, (laughs) but yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any like big overarching final thoughts. I think I sort of covered it. It's like a fun action horror flick it's definitely one of the better recent zombie fare that we've been offered and you know it's just it's fun it's nice and it's it's funny because it feels simultaneously incredibly contained because of the cast and sort of like the fact that most of it takes place on a train and yet there's just so many groups of zombies running around that it also does feel somewhat big budget and so you know i just respect I respect it for being able to sort of like tread in both of those territories where we stay focused on the characters, but it's also the, 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 <laughs> you know, I'm not cut that part. Uh, it's all, we've also got these big bombastic set pieces uh, that feel big and, and blockbustery. I, I want to say when I was reading about it, this movie like did incredibly well worldwide. And I have to imagine when it was in theaters, this, this would be a blast to see in theaters i wish i don't know if it hit the the screen here in america super hard but in 2016 i if it had been i wish i had gone and seen this with some friends because i mean this is a perfect movie to put on with a bunch with a group of friends where it's just like y'all get invested in the characters uh they're interesting enough that you might even have different favorites like someone likes big daddy but someone really likes baseball kid and someone's really rooting for the main dad because they kind of see themselves in him and then you can all like squeeze each other's hands and arms like when one of them goes down and sort of like scream out like no uh like this is the kind of this is a movie that's like perfect for that uh is it the most deep intricate masterpiece i've ever seen no but it doesn't have to be sometimes movies can be fun and still be emotional Uh, it's tough for me because i don't know what to give it Uh, if you guys have never listened before i have a bit of a grading curve I tend to knock things down a point from what I would normally give them because theoretically I'm watching some of the best movies of all time. So it felt like I needed to be harder on my ratings here. Otherwise I'd just be giving out tens willy nilly. 
I think I can sort of comfortably slot this in at, I, I think we're looking at a 7 here. Uh, I've been trying not to do 0.5s. This is a classic 7.5 range, but we'll, we'll say 7. I don't think it quite achieves an 8, just because it's a little cliche, it's a little, it's not that deep. There's some goofiness to the logic and physics, that, which I'm not really holding against it, but there's times where there, there's some decisions that are made that are so crazy that I'm just like, I can't, even with the logic of the movie, I can't fully look past this. Like them kicking them into a train car that's much safer as a punishment is, is wild to me. Uh, <laughs> but it was a really fun watch. I'm going to join the cavalcade of people that recommend this movie to people, especially when the topic of zombie films comes up. I, after talking about it, feel like I really do want to put together a movie night and just watch this with a group. I think it'd be really fun. Uh, this is the kind of movie I just would love to have a couple drinks with people and just, you know, be able to yell at the screen together. Uh, it's really fun. I do highly recommend it. And, you know, speaking of recommendations, uh, I guess I should recommend a couple of things. I really don't know what to recommend though. I, I went through my giant list of zombie stuff at the beginning. And I mean, that's all pretty much the stuff I'd recommend. It's like, do you like crazy action zombie flicks? Uh, all the stuff I talked about at the beginning, you know, if you like anime, even remotely check out Zom 100 and high school, of the dead. If you don't have a passionate hate boner for Zack Snyder, check out his Dawn of the Dead movie. It's fun. There's some fun characters. Not nearly as likable, I'd say, as the the people in this movie. Uh, I'd say uh, even just glancing at my shelf, I have a movie called Dance of the Dead. It's not very good, but it's kind of a fun, low-budget movie, and I kind of get into the characters. Uh, I think if you want something fun and schlocky, Something I did for the show once, the movie Turbo Kid. It's not a zombie movie, but it is a, like sort of a post-apocalyptic movie. And I, I was, re I'm really, I'm really taken by that movie. That that movie really won me over. It's fun. It's low budget. It's slocky. Uh, I think that if you like Train to Busan, you probably would like Turbo Kid. It's got some very like '80s influence to it too. But I mean, ultimately, I mean, you guys watch Train to Busan. You've seen the zombie flicks. You don't really need me to to recommend all of them to you. Uh, and, and I already kind of did. I went through the stuff that I like. Uh, something that's come up in my mind a couple times while I've been thinking about it, more just post-apocalyptic rather than zombie, is The Stand by Stephen King. It's one of my favorite books. I think they've attempted multiple times to try to turn it into either a TV or a miniseries. I've yet to see one that really does it justice, but... If you like that sort of fantasy post-apocalyptic thing, I think The Stand is a really good read. Uh, it, there's a lot of really interesting characters that it establishes, and so give that one a shot if you like to read books. Uh, maybe the new series is good. Maybe I'll have to check it out and uh, let you know what I think. Uh, but in addition to that, I don't really have any recent recommendations. I have been mainlining the show Taskmaster. I'm both watching the new season as it comes out, but I'm also retroactively going through the old episodes and just watching those again and listening to the podcast. And I've not really been watching much else. It just is probably a sign of some kind of depression that I, I just keep watching the same thing over and over. And it's like comfortable for me. And that's all I feel like doing, but Hey, that's for me to deal with. And for you to just go watch Taskmaster. If you uh, respect my opinion whatsoever <laughs> but yeah thank you so much check out uh, Jake Ryan Baker on Instagram and YouTube I'm going to post uh, my short film from the festival that I was just at this weekend soon so watch out for that Clairtendent Classics is the Gmail account if you want to try to yell at me about something please do I respond sometimes <laughs> but uh, yeah you know I just always appreciate anyone that's still listening to this. It's a solo episode. I always assume me alone is just so annoying to hear my voice droning for an hour. But if you've made it this far, you're the best. I really do love you and appreciate you. Uh, you're the best. And as I unfortunately always say at the end of every episode, I'll catch you on the flip flop later. Bye, guys. <laughs>